Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Abdulkahar Balki is the Taliban spokesman for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So far we haven't reached a conclusion that indeed uh, Mr. Zawahiri was present in Kabul. To be clear, you're not confirming that Ayman al-Zawahiri was killed in that house not far from where we're sitting now. Absolutely. We have not uh, arrived at that conclusion. <laughs> so that was on, I think it was on Face the Nation. It bothered me a little bit that they let the spokesman for the Taliban just state that uh, we've looked into it and uh, Zawari was not in that house. And Face the Nation just went back onto the regular news, whereas if anybody makes any claim they don't like who's a Republican, just for the record, it is not true that blah, 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 blah. What he the claimed without evidence that the, the El-Zuari was not there. Right? They didn't yeah. do that with a Taliban guy claiming he wasn't there. You know, it, it actually, that kind of made me feel good. It made me feel like the family of man was a little closer together. Our government spokesholes say crap that can't possibly be true. Their government spokesholes do the same, spin things in a way nobody believes. They probably call their giant spending bills Inflation Reduction Act, too. <laughs> um, It's the one-year anniversary of the disastrous, horrific pullout of Afghanistan. And... uh I I think the troubling part about that was what that guy what that guy was saying. The in between the lines was, look, we run this freaking country. I'm going to say and do whatever the hell I want, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's the unspoken there. 
Right, sure. You want to know, was Dr. Z here? I'm not telling you. We, we, we're going to house al-Qaeda leaders, and then when you ask about it, we're going to lie, and there's nothing you can do about it. So Right. Now, if you'll excuse me, there's some little girls I need to beat for trying to learn to read. Right, exactly. Here's Clarissa Ward of CNN talking to another, I believe, Taliban spokesman. Same guy. Okay, here we go. We've made it very clear that the government of Afghanistan was unaware of the arrival or presence of uh, Mr. Zawahiri in uh, Kabul. Uh, so far, we have been unable to establish the f- as a fact, as a matter of fact, that Mr. Zawahiri was indeed uh, present in Kabul. Isn't that almost more frightening, though, the idea that you're claiming potentially the leader of al-Qaeda was here in the center of the city and you didn't even know about it? Again, we contend that notion that he was even present here. Uh, but even if he was, uh, these types of uh, incidents happen everywhere in the world. I but mean, they uh, really don't. So he's, so he's <laughs> no, going, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good response from her. He's going with the S happens defense, yeah. and she's saying, no, 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 they don't. They don't. <laughs> Al-Qaeda leaders just don't show up anywhere. And so anyway. Yeah, there's lots of people in lots of cities. I don't know if Dr. Z was. Maybe he was. I don't know. Who, who knows? There are lots of things that happen. What What are you saying, sir? But he was, you know what he was saying? Moo, nay, oink, ba. He was just making noise. Right. And again, the between the lines is, and I can, because what are you sure. going to do about it? Right. Um, maybe we'll play some of the Michael McCall stuff later. He's the Republican chair of one of your committees that looks at this sort of stuff. Uh, and they've got a report out on Afghanistan that basically saying it was a debacle. It was a failure. He also says the State Department did not cooperate with this investigation, which was uh, which was maddening. But he says there are still... Hundreds of thousands of uh, people that worked with us that are stuck in Afghanistan, including Americans, that are trying to get their visas to get out. Remember that topic there for a a cup of coffee a year ago? They're scrambling to try to get the visas, and why can't we speed up the process so people that helped the U.S. government aren't tortured or murdered or their lives are miserable? While they're there, and there's still lots and lots of people that are still there. We didn't fulfill that promise at all. Not even close. Wow. Well, that explains why the State Department isn't uh, cooperating. Yeah, I suppose so. I found that uh, that whole discussion and thing just demoralizing. It's one of those things that we're, we're a year out. Nobody's talking about it now. Um, and uh, a year from now, nobody will be talking about it at all. I mean, it's barely being talked about now. And it's just, just one of those. it's one of those giant bureaucratic failures that just will just go away. They'll, we'll have a we'll have a new administration and we'll be on to the next thing. And uh, it's just frustrating to me. Yeah. Things well, that, and if if there is some sort of thorough investigation, top to bottom, then what? Uh, are they going to announce the State Department is so bloated and unresponsive to the needs of the country, we're going to tear it down and rebuild it, or what? Are we going to throw 100 people in jail? I, I'm not saying there shouldn't be accountability, but it's just so frustrating. that you, you, So they call it blaming a building in Washington, D.C. There were failings within the State Department, and the reform is on the way, blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do, burn the building down to, to get justice? It's just so frustrating. I, I, I read over the weekend, one of the... Brave service people who died in that uh, suicide bombing. His little brother was so heartbroken, he never recovered. He took his own life on the anniversary of the bombing. Um, just tearing pam- families apart. And there's a grieving family not far from the radio ranch 
one of our heroes who was killed in that just hasty and ill-conceived debacle of a withdrawal. And you just, I don't know, it's frustrating to feel like there's never going to be any justice or accountability. Yeah, and that's one of the things that Michael McCall was pointing out, that putting the Taliban in charge of the security was a disastrous idea. It's one of the stupidest things anybody's ever come up with. And it led to a lot of deaths, but that's what they did. Maybe more on that later, but kind of tying it in with this, that would be Muslim fanatics. Hadi Matar is the name of the 24-year-old guy who ran up on stage and tried to stab to death an elderly author on Friday. Salman Rushdie, who almost died over the weekend, is probably going to lose an eye, use of his arm, and to never be quite the same, and certainly mentally will never be quite the same, is going to live and was talking yesterday, were the reports. But this 24-year-old who ran up on stage and stabbed him over and over and over again before anybody was able to stop him, it is now known, according to Vice, that he had been in direct contact with members of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps on social media. The stabbing had all the hallmarks of a guided attack, according to European and Middle Eastern intelligence. If he was directed more or less by the Iranian government to assassinate a prominent figure in America, fresh off the information that the Iranian government had attempted to assassinate our Secretary of State and National Security Advisor, I mean, where does that put us with Iran? Well, seems the relationship's like a always horrible. Right. Uh, but, already horrible. But the point that you're sending assassins to kill people in the United States, it seems like a, a new level. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, you know, the level of cooperation is going to be important. If the guy was just, he said, hey, I'm going to kill uh, Salman Rushdie. Do you have any suggestions for me? As opposed to, quote, unquote, being sent. I guess that'll make a difference. But, yeah, we've absolutely got to put one, uh, uh, you know, right in the five hole, as they say in the hockey business. we got to hit him hard where it hurts. Uh, it's just, it's brutal. It's unthinkable. This many years after the Satanic Verses was published, and you know, I'd forgotten until I read over the weekend that several translators, was it three uh, in, in Japan and Italy and one of your northern European countries, the guys who translated the novel got murdered by yeah. Islamic fundamentalists. And one editor, and it's just, this has been a bloodbath by Islamic fundamentalists. Over this book, and now Rushdie himself is terrible. Yeah, I've got more on the the Salman Rushdie angle of it a little bit later as I uh, started reading his memoir over the weekend. There's some interesting stuff in that. But this 24-year-old that ran up on stage and tried to murder him for blaspheming the religion of peace, um, the mom has disowned her son. This is kind of an interesting story. The mom of the New Jersey man accused of stabbing Salman Rushdie says her son was a basement-dwelling loner who barely worked, never had a girlfriend, and changed after visiting the Mideast. There you go. Uh, she's disavowing her son. She said, I don't have anything to do with him. I'm not paying for any legal defense. He won't get, he won't get any support out of me. I feel sorry for Mr. Rushdie. She said she'd never heard of him or heard of that book before. As for her son, the mom added, as I said to the FBI, I'm not going to bother talking to him ever again. He's responsible here for his actions. The mom said that she was born Muslim but is not religious. She said she hadn't even heard of Rushdie, as I mentioned, or the book. Her son is accused of rushing on stage and trying to murder the guy over the book. Sources told the Post that his motive appears to be religiously driven. Um, 
She says, I didn't push my kids into religion or force anything on my son. I don't know anyone in Iran. All my family are here. I'm living a simple life as a single mom just trying to keep a roof over our heads and food on the table. This is the part I found most interesting. She noted that her son's demeanor particularly changed in 2018 after he returned from a trip to Lebanon, her home country, where he was visiting his father. I was expecting him to come back motivated to complete school to get his degree and a job, but instead he locked himself in the basement. He had changed a lot. He didn't say anything to me or his sisters for months. I couldn't tell you much about his life after that because he isolated from me since 2018. If I approached him, sometimes he said hi. Sometimes he just ignored me and walked away. Um, uh, you know, oh, oh, he often slept all day, would spend his nights on the computer in the basement, and he had barred his mom from entering. Uh, you know, n- not to get into parent criticism, but my kids ain't living in my basement and barring me from going in there and staying on the computer all night long and sleeping all day long while I continue to feed them and clothe them. That ain't happening. Sorry. Obviously some pretty severe dysfunction there. Good Lord! (laughs) Let's take another look at the deed, son. Yep, my name on it. My basement. He wouldn't allow me to come down in the basement. I didn't know what he was doing online. She's probably physically afraid of him. Could be. And I'm calling the the police. One final note on this topic, if I might. Uh, keep in mind that the the various murderers and the fundamentalists who are killing people and, and maiming them over the uh, satanic verses, uh, they believe that that wasn't free speech. That was hate speech. And that words have the power to hurt. And that speech is violence. But their violence is speech. Does that sound familiar to you at all? They claim that level of righteousness that they get to cancel and hurt if they don't like what you say and write. Yeah, Bill Maher took on that topic on his show Friday night. He's he's friends with oh, Rushdie and had Rushdie on as a guest many, many times, and we'll play some of that later. But, yeah, that whole speech is violence, violence is speech thing, this, that is, this is exactly where it leads. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is perfectly reasonable for me to try to stab you to death over some words because they're equal. I don't understand how everybody doesn't get that. Yeah, I have more on that topic to come and a, and a lot of good stuff. Oh, and speaking of the world of work, some trends in the workplace that you might find interesting. Cool. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is the Ford F-150 Lightning a game-changer with electric vehicles? Talk about that later. Also from the world of commerce, crass, capitalistic commerce. A couple of stories about young workers. Now, Gen Z workers demand flexibility and don't want to be stuffed in a cubicle. Now, don't call them lazy snowflakes or they'll quiet quit on you. I'll explain what that term means in a moment or two. Quiet quit. To quiet quit. Oh, I want to hear that. Mm. You are a child. Go do something else. So they start with the inevitable uh, example of a real human being. There's this young woman who moved to San Francisco, 23 years old. The boutique public relations firm she works for, I'm already gagging a little bit, follows a hybrid schedule of three days in the office per week meaning she no longer has to nervously message people on Slack that she's never met in person. 
which is great because I have young kids, young adult kids, and that's really tough. What's you Slack? That's an inter-office communications network or inter-company. Okay. Uh, most importantly, being in the office has helped her transition from working from her parents' home uh, to life as a working adult. I actually love going into the office. It feels more organic, she said. But I don't know how anyone went into the office every day. I don't know if we were cut out to work in a pre-COVID world. <laughs> <laughs> We so raised them. Keep that in mind. Oh, devastating. Stevenson, that's her name, represents a generation entering the labor market at a time when business and employees are redefining work and workplace after the pandemic hit. Unlike the generations that came before, one of the biggest struggles for the new crop of professionals is interpersonal connections and relationships in the workplace. And this is a good point. After the pandemic left them isolated during pivotal years of development. Mm. I look at the years between, you know, and it's a different range for different people, obviously, depending on where they were in life. But like learning how to deal with people on a business level between, say, ages 22 and 24, man, that was critical for me. That was everything. Yeah, you know, you make the point that there there really wasn't a good two years to lose. Maybe if you're... One to three, but anything older than that. I mean, it was horrible for kindergartners. It was horrible for high schoolers. It was horrible for college kids, and it's horrible for older people, like you're just saying. Right, and the capacity to bounce back is is unknown. I mean, if you were like to take a young man and say, all right, you are going to be held like a veal calf with no physical activity from puberty to two years after puberty, they would never recover the muscle mass, or it would be incredibly different, difficult. Um, because of that period in their life, it's like when you cut off five, six, seven year olds from learning in person, which was an incredibly cruel mistake. Um, they will never make up for that. You can try like crazy and they'll make up to some extent, but you denied them the chance to learn at the time their brains are made to learn like crazy, learn like you'll never learn again in your life. So, you know, I don't know how it's going to be like the young adults, but the point of the story is uh, money may not always be the top priority. Instead, their list includes flexibility to work from the office and remotely, wellness and mental health initiatives, as well as a meaningful work culture. Many are willing to job hop to find the best fit. And, you know, it goes back and forth between making some pretty good points about how devastating the coronavirus was and how these kids are actually incredibly soft and self-indulgent. But as Jack reminds us, we raised we raised them. <laughs> so if your workers are quiet quitting, here's what that means. Like so many things these days, Jack, it's big on TikTok. They're not quitting. They are actively disengaged. One of our favorite terms. It means your employee who not only isn't very enthusiastic, but they try to screw you when they can. Looking for ways to hurt your company. Yeah, I guess it's just it's it's a hipster young way to say, uh, yeah, uh, the boss and all these things he wants me to do and he wants me to work all the time and come into the office all the time. Yeah, well, let's see how little I can do and, and keep my job because I can get plenty of jobs. Quiet <laughs> quitting. That's true. You can get plenty of jobs. Right, right. <laughs> see how much foot dragging you can get away with. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. before they'd actually fire you because they need employees. So, of course, if you're not doing anything, I'm not sure. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot slash iHeart. Altercation that uh, was actually at Dallas Fort Worth International Airport, and uh, that was an altercation between a customer service agent for Spirit uh, Spirit Airline and uh, a female customer. The uh, incident is uh, viewed six million times on Twitter. Blah blah blah. They suspended the uh, agent. The Spirit Airlines did for getting into a fight with this woman. I disagree with that policy completely. You got some unruly customer gets in your face, fight them, beat the hell out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in your advertising. Fight or flight, Spirit Airlines. You know, you you rough up our agents, we're going to put you down, all right? Fair enough? Hand me your bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So I don't I don't know what uh, what happened. I I, I get uh, maybe this woman did touch him and get in his face and threaten him physically. Fighting women customers is kind of a bad look. I know someone, a woman, who has a Let's Go Brandon sticker on her truck. And she was driving down the street with her kid in the truck the other day. And the guy pulled up next to her and went bo berserko. Just screaming, F you, F Trump, flip her off. Like weaving over and stuff like that, following real close. Just like screaming. Wow. That's a lunatic there. That's a dangerous lunatic. I would agree. But the reason I bring that up is we, uh, we, we live in a time where people are on edge and ready to go berserko a lot more than they used to. Yeah, you know, the context of what we're about to share with you is we were talking earlier about how um, there are a certain number of people on the right who believe that the threat from the radical left is so serious that it's okay to throw away the Constitution, commit acts of violence, invade the Capitol, or or whatever. Putin pushes that notion that uh, the evil decadent West is going to ruin Russia, and so we've got to attack Ukraine, for instance, or or whatever. Um, And I I would suggest that you know that sort of apocalyptic talk is crazy, and you don't need a savior, and you don't need a new Jesus, whether it's in Donald Trump or anybody else. And there are some really good trends. I mean, all over the blue state, uh, the roster of blue cities in America, you have radical lefty DAs getting tossed out on their ears, uh, getting recalled. There's a big uh, discussion going on now about how Silicon Valley conservatives are now speaking up and no longer afraid to lose their entire career for saying, you know, some of this... uh, Diversity, equity, inclusion stuff is crazy. Um, so there are some really, really good trends. There are also some really, really bad trends. So I'm not saying there is no throat, threat from the woke divist, from the woke shiviks, because uh, I despise these people. I despise their ideas. I try to change their minds. I don't, you know, believe in in throwing away the Constitution to fight them, but. The fact that the woke shiviks have education in America is incredibly troubling. For instance. The Oregon Department of Education, this is the State Department. This is not some isolated little Portlandia school district. This is the State Department. They're they're training now for their teachers and staff is all based on the U.S. uh, encompassing a white-dominant culture. And I quote from the training materials. For white people living in North America, learning to be anti-racist is a re-education process. Anybody who's familiar with the history of extremist uh, regimes in the 20th century, the idea of a re-education camp ought to be pretty chilling to you. Anyway, uh, we must unlearn our thorough racist conditioning to re-educate and recondition ourselves as racists. We are constantly tempted to detour off course by the racist propaganda of our society and our own guilt and denial. In the face of our societies and our own resistance, sustaining the will to continue takes bold and stubborn effort. Then they get into your children, especially your white children. Most of us first became aware of racial prejudice and injustice as children. As white infants, we were fed a pablum of racist propaganda. What? (laughs) Wait a second. As white infants? Yes. I was fed a pablum of racist propaganda? That is correct. This is what all teachers and staff are being trained in Oregon. Not sure I was. 
That early training was comprehensive and left little room for question, challenge, or doubt. We resisted the lies, the deceit, and the injustice of racism, but we did not have the skills to counter the poisonous messages uh, that were taught to us by our parents, by the way. That is specifically saying we were taught racism by our parents. Do they get into the specifics of these racist lies my parents taught me or that I taught my kids? Yeah, actually they do. A little more. Um, Our conditioning filled us with fear, suspicion, and stereotypes that substituted for true knowing of people of color. We internalized our belief about people of color, ourselves, other white people, and about being white. Those internalized attitudes became actualized into racist behavior. This reminds me of one of those uh, confessional prayers in various religions. By the way, I have sinned, I have fallen short, I am evil. I need the redemption of my Robin D'Angelo book, Spouting Trainer. Uh, And then they get into all sorts of stuff. I mean, I've got tons and tons of detail about um, microaggressions and that sort of thing, intentional or unintentional. Um, uh, And then they have you do role playing and that sort of thing and and, uh, a chart of microaggressions. Let me see what else is uh, relevant. Then I want to skip to something else. Oh, you also are instructed to unpack your invisible knapsack of white privilege. And like, you know, like some of it, like a lot of this stuff, there's a bit of it, there's a kernel of it that's actually pretty interesting. But that's every great scam. Never forget, every great scam has a significant portion of truth to it. That's how you lure people in with the truth. But then you drag them into your cult. Once you've once you've said, yeah, the, the modern world is confusing and there's no spiritual connection, that's why you should become a Scientologist or that weird Nexium cult or whatever. They start with the truth and twist it from there. God, but they I'm, make it clear that children are racist. I'm lucky that I've got a job where this isn't going to happen to me because if I'm trying to raise my kids and make a living and I'm a teacher in Oregon and somebody's standing in front of me talking like this, Every fiber of my being would be screaming, get up and walk out of this room. If yeah. not, actually say F you to whoever's telling me this. But, it's you know, quitting your job is easier said than done. And they have a new definition of racism. The actual Oregon Department of Education has a new definition of racism um, that includes that which is con- conscious and unconscious. And they make it clear that only people of color can be victims of racism because marginalized groups do not have institutional power. There's a difference between being hurt and being oppressed. So white lady beaten to death because you're white by black people on a bus. That's not racism. It can't be racism. Asian people, special case. You're a person of color when the uh, Wokshaviks need you. You're not a person of color when it comes to getting into a school, for instance. So they'll let you know when you get to be a person of color or not. But again, this is the official doctrine of the Oregon Department of Education. Now, one more thing. Excuse me, as I still sound like I have a cold because I had COVID like three weeks ago. That's incredible. I was reminded of the greatest takedown I have read of this whole garbage, and that's Matt Taibbi's column on white fragility that came out a couple of years ago. The book White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Which some uh, school districts buy for the school. Yeah, absolutely. With your money. It is central to the re-education camps that we're talking about. 
Um, and he mentions that uh, the concept uh, is that the book reduces everything, even the smallest and most innocent human interactions, to racial power contests. And then he talks about how people were raving about the book at the time. And, and she would go on Jimmy Fallon. He would just kiss her ass. He says, D'Angelo isn't the first person to make a book, uh, a buck, pushing tricked up pseudo intellectual horse crap as corporate wisdom, but she might be the first to do it selling Hitlerian race theory. White fragility has a simple message. There's no such thing as a universal human experience, and we are defined not by our individual personalities or moral choices, but only by our racial category. If your category is white, bad news. You have no identity apart from your participation in white supremacy, which naturally means a positive white identity is is an impossible goal. D'Angelo instructs us, there's nothing to be done here except to strive to be less white. That is a quote. To deny this theory, or to have the effrontery to sneak away from the tedium of her lecturing, what she describes as leaving the stress-inducing situation, is to affirm her conception of white supremacy. This intellectual equivalent of the ordeal by water, if you float, you're a witch, is orthodoxy across much of academia. Then he talks about how terrible the writing is, um, but his his is uh, you know his conclusion is that this is this circular justice system where I declare you guilty. If you declare yourself not guilty, that's proof that you're guilty. And if you declare yourself guilty, that's proof that you're guilty. Anyway, sit down, shut up. We get all the power. Just garbage. <laughs> it is a lot like the witch thing. Because my my options are I'm guilty of being a racist as from birth as a white guy, or if I deny it, that's proof that I'm guilty of being a racist. I mean, it's just, oh my god! And then he he talks at length about how factually inaccurate the book is. It doesn't even get its stories right. Tells the story of Jackie Robinson, but invents some details and leaves out others that tend not to support to her. Uh, her ideas. It is one of the biggest pieces of racist crap that's come out since Hitler strode, strode the earth, and it's being taught to the teachers and to the kids in a lot of districts around America. Well, do you have a date on when he wrote that now? Because time goes by so fast at my age. June 2020. 2020, so it's now over two years old, and it continues to be a book that they're buying for schools. That's uh, That's a problem. Yeah, I'd love to get back into more of this column because it's so good. But uh, just trust me, this this stuff is garbage. Is there racism? Yes, well, a lot of it. Should we be doing everything we can to combat it, to make sure every American gets their full constitutional human rights? Of course, every single day. But this anti-racism is racist garbage. There is a lot of attention being paid to Afghanistan today because it's the one-year anniversary of our disastrous pullout. We've got some more of that and a whole bunch of other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. The Armstrong and Getty Show. dirt bike riding again with my son over the weekend and got myself into a terrible predicament in which I had really was hurt myself quite badly and was saying to myself, we've really done it this time. Oh, boy. Maybe I'll have to talk about that later. Good Lord. Anyway. Yeah, well, that, that injury that you don't think, ow, you think, oh, no. <laughs> um, so it's one year anniversary of our just horrifying, couldn't have been, couldn't hardly have been worse. Pull out of Afghanistan. Clarissa Ward of CNN is there. And so it's been pictures like this all day. You can see them. They're waving their flags. They're carrying heavy weapons. But I want to be very clear about something. Not everyone in Kabul here is celebrating. In fact, many people are doing quite the opposite. And across the country, Afghans are facing a whole array of different very serious problems from the economic constraints uh, that they are facing to the human rights abuses that have been going on the repression of women girls above sixth grade no longer allowed to go to school the Taliban has said again and again that it would lift that calling it a temporary suspension but as of now girls still can't be educated uh, in for secondary education yeah what she was referring to to there at the beginning is the Taliban is celebrating this as the one-year anniversary of the liberation of the country from the evil Americans. And uh, I'm not sure all the residents of Afghanistan are feeling the same way. 
This interview starts with her being shuffled around by the Taliban and them having to move because uh, she's surrounded by guys with guns and beers and beards and turbans that don't think much of women. Um, and yeah, I'm, how much guts does it take to for a, a woman like Clarissa Ward to report critically on the Taliban from Afghanistan? Wow. Knowing what happened to Laura Logan when she was oh, in oh, Egypt around similar right. people. Here's a little more of her about the current state of Afghanistan. It is a very mixed picture here. I would say the one thing that does unite Afghans on this day is a very real challenge in the face of economic hardship and in the face of hunger. The UN saying that more than half the country is in a state of acute hunger. Food prices have just soared uh, throughout the course of the last year. And many here are arguing that the U.S. should unfreeze those funds that would allow Afghanistan to sort of recapitalize its banks. But as we know, the U.S. has said, particularly in the wake of the killing uh, by the U.S. of al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri right here in downtown Kabul just over two weeks ago, that that is increasingly unlikely. That's always the question with sanctions, isn't it? Are you punishing the government or just punishing the people on the street of Iran Iran or Afghanistan or North Korea or whoever? You're just punishing regular people. Yeah, the theory is, of course, the people will pressure the government. The government will change. But uh, often the guys with guns say, I don't feel any pressure. Tim Sandifer tweeted out today on the one-year anniversary, our abandonment of these people is a sin that will stain our nation's honor for eternity. That's about the... So there are hundreds of thousands of people that cooperated with us in some way that certainly could pay a price with the Taliban, you know, if they get a whiff that you were nice to the Americans. There are 70,000, I think, is the number that officially we were supposed to get out because they directly worked with us. And, and we w- promised them we would get them out. And Yeah, we contractually told them that they were going to get visas to get out of the country and then left them behind. And is there anybody believes that we're ever going to get them out? How the hell would we? How the hell would they get out? How are they going to get the point? visa? Oh. How are they going to get to the airport? How are they going to get on the plane and leave? Is the Taliban going to let them? Of course they aren't. It's it is a stain, it's absolutely a stain. And what's an outraged uh, patriotic American uh, supposed to do about this? Go to Washington D.C., stand outside the State Department, and yell at the building. It's about all you can do when you have a giant colossus of a government that's not uh, ever held accountable. Here's Michael McCall, Republican chair of whichever committee it is he's on, that just put out a report on the withdrawal from Afghanistan and how it went. But there are so many mistakes. The biggest one for me, having lived through it, were, you know, being in the classified space, listening to the uh, intelligence community tell the story about this is going to be imminent. It's going to fall sooner rather than later. The military said it, told us the same thing. And then we went to state and they paint in the White House a very rosy picture. There's a disconnect between you know, intelligence on the ground and what the White House is doing. I think in this report, this says it all. Like, there's no way we're going to evacuate embassy personnel from helicopters like we did in Vietnam. Yeah. And, of course, we know that happened. Yeah, so what he's saying, and we knew this at the time, is that what the Pentagon was saying and what all reporting on the ground was, remember how exasperated Richard Engel of NBC <laughs> News was? I've been oh. telling you this for years that this was going to happen. How are you acting surprised? Right. Right. Specifically, as I recall, he was reporting that the Taliban was moving into towns, killing or bribing the mayors, and they had taken over a good bit of the country. Yeah. 
And so as McCall was just saying there, there was just a disconnect between the, 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 the reporting on the ground and the Pentagon and the news and the White House and the State Department who were just who, had, who had clearly had just made the decision we're leaving. So we're going to we're going to uh, we're just going to say things that uh, we'd like to be true, but aren't. But we're just going to keep saying and we're leaving. We're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Joe Biden's poll numbers tanked at the time and have never recovered because that uh, removed the sheen of, hey, the, the smart grownups are in charge. That you know, that's just a political note. That doesn't help the seventy thousand Afghans or all the dead uh, U.S. service people or any of the other stuff. You know, and the the reporting on it, which you referred to, it reminds me so much of uh, American political reporting about you know the people of this country and what we're feeling and the lives we live. The Washington press corps just asks official Washington what's going on. Official Washington tells them, A, yeah, all Trump voters are racist, and B, uh, uh, Afghanistan won't fall for at least two years. They run and they, you know, clickety-click on their computers, and that's the, the mainstream media we get. There are a number of... Wrinkles in the Mar-a-Lago raid story that occurred over the weekend. We'll bring you up to speed on that whole thing. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.